0: We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Welcome to the ChatGPT podcast. I'm your host Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast we are going to be talking about three big companies that have integrated ChatGPT and AI, how you can integrate AI into your own company, and what the future of all of these ChatGPT AI integrations are going to look like. Is this going to be enough for companies to stand out or is there going to be more? So today on the podcast we're going to dive into that. Really quickly before we start the podcast I wanted to tell you about Self Pause, which is an AI life coach. You absolutely have to check out Self-Pause. It helps you improve your mindset, and it has a really cool Life Coach chat feature on there that you can use 24-7, completely anonymous, to help you focus on your goals and improve yourself. So if you like to change your mindset and focus on goals, I highly recommend checking out the Self-Pause AI Life Coach. So diving into today's podcast, there's a couple announcements. The first one is that Salesforce announced and officially launched their Einstein GPT. Um, And the second one is that Zillow has officially launched their GPT-4 plugin for Zillow. And uh, the third one is just recently I was on the um, website Upwork, which allows you to hire different freelancers to do different jobs. Um, I'm working on a big software development project at the moment in AI. And so I was hiring people and it had a really interesting feature where it has you go through and select like a bunch of different Um, things for your job listing when you're hiring someone. So it's like, you know, I want someone that is fluent in English. They have, you know, you know, uh, advanced level of experience. Here's like the five coding languages or different skill sets they need, yada, yada. And so it gets kind of like this, a bunch of data for you. And then for your job post, usually you go and would write the job post where you kind of outline everything more and give it more detail. But I noticed what they had was uh, a button that just said, allow AI to write this job post for me and so of course you know want to check that out as i'm hiring people to do work in an ai project so click that and i was really impressed i mean essentially i know what the prompt would have been it would have been uh literally just an api plugged into chat gpt that said based off of all this data and then it would have just given it like all of my stipulations in like a, you know on different lines um, write me a job description for a freelancer that is working on a project like XYZ, right? They already got all the, they already got all the information for me and it wrote out a really good job post. Um, mostly it stuck to exactly what I had said in all of my previous responses. Um, I think it elaborated a little bit more, which was fine. Um, and I'm sure in the prompt it was, you know, do not (laughs) elaborate or embellish anything beyond these exact stipulations, whatever, and it did a pretty good job, and I was like, great, like, honestly, anytime I have to sit there and, like, write a job description, well, first off, I'm going to go find a similar job description, just copy and paste it and post it, like, I don't care about what plagiarizing job descriptions to hire someone, like, obviously, that doesn't matter to me, so that's usually what I'd be inclined to do, and now I don't have to you know, copy and paste someone else's job description and customize it a little bit. It's automatically perfectly customized. So I thought this was an awesome use case. Um, And I think at the moment we're seeing all of these different companies, literally every company, AI is so hot, um, integrating different chat GPT, natural language um, features into their products. And I think it's important because with these big companies, if they don't do it, someone else will. And the fact that it saved me perhaps two, five, ten minutes uh, that I would usually write a job description, writing it for me. If you know I was right, if I was hiring a lot of people and I noticed that on one platform and not on others, I'd probably do it on whatever the easiest platform was. So I think it's really important integrating these features into our, um, into products. Companies that are doing them right now are going to see some benefit, I believe, but I do not think that this, you know, benefit they're receiving right now is going to last long. So I'll get, I'll get to that in a little bit but I wanted to really quickly cover two other interesting companies that have integrated ChatGPT into their company, and then I wanna talk about some ways that you could integrate ChatGPT into your own career, company, or whatever projects you're currently pursuing. Um, So the second one is Salesforce. So um, Einstein GPT obviously is a pretty big deal. They teased this back in March and they finally have kind of rolled it out, but essentially what it can do um, is it can create personalized content Um, across every Salesforce cloud with generative AI making, well, they say every employee and customer and every product experience better, blah, blah, blah. Right, that's pretty blind. Okay, this is what it actually does. And actually, this is awesome. So uh, one of the features on here is that it can, so uh, Salesforce, if you don't know, is just a CRM, a customer, well, I can't even think of what the acronym means, but uh, anyways, it's a system that has all of your customer data in it. Someone, someone post uh, in the comments on YouTube what, the, what that acronym means. I should look it up. But anyways, okay, won't get sidetracked. Um, essentially, it has all of your customer information on there, right? So the date they became a customer, your last interaction with them, how long... Um, or how big their company is, perhaps if they're not a customer yet, the fact that or what company they're currently using, um, all the relevant information that a salesperson would need to try to convert a lead into a customer and once they become a customer to nurture that customer, right? Um, And continue to make them successful. So that's kind of what this whole Salesforce and this whole thing does. And what a really cool feature that they do right now is that they're able to draft prospect emails, cold outreach, warm outreach, whatever, prospect emails to your customers or to your clients or to your prospective customers based off of the data in the CRM about that customer. So if, you know, you have the data in there that um, this person is in this industry, they've been in there for this many years, they have this type of revenue, they have these many employees, they have these kinds of needs, all that information is usually in a CRM to kind of help the salespeople. But now instead of having to go and read there and think um, and write these emails, it's just like, Draft an email to this customer, reminding them about us, letting them know that we, you know, I'm thinking about them, and uh, let them know whatever feature you think would be most applicable to them based off of their needs. And boom, it just writes the whole email based off of all their data. This is so powerful. I recently did something um, like this where I essentially was reaching out to investors for a software project I'm working on, um, and I, I have a, a spreadsheet that a friend shared with me of two thousand investors. Um, that invest in software companies and tons of data points maybe like 10 data points on each one right like how long they've been in business how many investments they've made how many exits they've had um, the different areas they focus on their geographic location a whole bunch of information about these investors and i went to chat gpt took a cell of or i took like a line of the data about one of these investors threw it in there and said based off of all the data about this investor write them a personalized email including as much of this personalized data as you can explaining why my startup would be a perfect fit for them to invest in, and I you know, gave them the information about my startup, put it together, and boom, it wrote me an incredible email using so much personalized data um, and explaining why we'd be a perfect match. So honestly, I was super impressed. Um, if I had more time, I would uh, get ChatGPT to individually write an email for all 2,000 of those people. Um, I might do some sort of variation of that in the future. Perhaps I'll have a virtual assistant help me to like do that and send them out, but in any case, incredibly impressed and this is very very powerful stuff um, and so this is what Salesforce has integrated right in there like no one can tell me that's not going to make their CRMs and their sales people be able to be 10 times more effective now that being said will the will the sales increase their sales because of it perhaps I, I believe there's got to be some sort of upside even if it's maybe 5 10 15 20 percent more sales closed because they're using these really personalized tools but I think more importantly, the the salespeople that are not doing this as this becomes uh, you know as this becomes normal, as th- there's going to be a lot less charm to getting a really personalized email because you're going to know like oh, they just use a sales thing and now all of a sudden it's just like a sales email that you get a hundred of them anyways, um, and so I think the people that are not using it it's going to be like super bad for them. Um, the people that are doing it will see an initial boost right now and perhaps. It's going to level out eventually where it's just kind of normalized and you're going to have to use these tools. Um, And anyways, I think that is going to be a trend in all industries and in all software where like uh, there's only so many sales you're going to make at some point. And so while you can try to optimize and increase those, like at some point when everyone's using the same AI tools to make you better than ever then like there's the same amount of sales that are going to be made. So I think that is important to know like it's definitely technological advancement. And it is going to be painful for the people that do not adapt. The people that adapt will have some initial um, will have an initial boost, there's going to be a lot of people that feel the pain if they are not in like, on, really on top of this whole AI thing. And I think that there will be a bigger learning, like a bigger time um, between everyone being on this, right? like every salesperson using that and not. So, like people that are on top of it will see an initial boost. But yeah, anyways. So, the third company that is super cool, Zillow, everyone knows. Obviously, you go buy houses on there and look at houses. You stock your neighbors the price that they purchased their house for. And uh, you can imagine, you can think, man, why didn't I buy my house two years earlier? Because it would have been way cheaper. Or maybe in today's market when things are sliding a bit um, you're happy that you bought it now instead of a year ago when it was at an all-time high. In any case, Zillow has rolled out a plugin on chat GPT. Now, originally when I heard this in my mind, I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Uh, Zillow just has like a little thing where you push a button and it writes the description. Kind of like I said with Upwork, like it's, you can write the description for your house. Like that's gotta be the most annoying thing for realtors. You know, you got like 10 houses and you got to write descriptions for them all. And like, sometimes when you read the description for a house, it's like, enjoy this lavish home with breezy views and like there's i don't know there's like funny right they just try to embellish it and use all sorts of funny words but chat i was like okay that's just gonna be what it does it's gonna do a great job whatever no it gets better um and i believe they they did a pretty tasteful product i don't know why it needed to be a plugin and not just incorporate it on their website because apparently they've already incorporated this on their website um, but essentially, it's just a plugin where you, in natural language, like you're talking to someone, you can put in all the things you want about a house and it will go find you one. So it's just like, instead of, you know, like on Zillow, it's like, how many beds do you want? How many baths do you want? What's your budget? What's your price range? What areas are you looking in? Um, how many, what's the acreage? Like, you can just go and like, there's like drop down menus and you can change all these settings and then click go in my area and it shows you a list. So, like, that's one way to do it. Or you can go to ChatGPT on their plugin and say, Hey, find me a house in, you know, uh, Detroit that uh, has, in an area that has, actually, okay, I take it back. There might be some things you can do that actually would be more beneficial to this. If you could say, like, for housing, if you'd be like, find me a neighborhood with a low crime rate, and uh, it's near a school, and um, things like that that you don't have settings for in Zillow, but maybe that ChatGPT would know that information, that would be cool. I don't actually think there's probably a ton of that right now, but maybe it'll get better in the future. In any case, natural language, you tell it what you're looking for, it pulls up some houses that you can look through and buy. Um, So it's a cool plugin, right? Some people are going to want to do that instead of having to go do all the drop down menus. That being said, I I never felt like it was that hard to do all the drop down menus. But maybe if I'm like voice to speech in their search bar, blah, 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 these are all the things I want go and it finds them. Yeah, maybe it'd be cool. Uh, I mean, it's that. I mean, it's more cool of a feature than just you know a, a description writer or something super generic or basic like that. So, yeah, I think that's a cool feature. I mean, they got like there's like an v- article on The Verge about this, and everyone's like, Zillow rolls out new plugin, and it's only it's only newsworthy because it's ChatGPT, which is a, in the news and a big deal right now. It's I don't know. It's not it's not that crazy. Like it's just chat. It's just like using ChatGPT's API to help you get your initial uh, bits of information and to find what you're looking for. But that being said, if it can actually start to do some things that are not in normal search results, not normal settings, people are asking for like, I want it to be near a mountain or a lake or an ocean. And I want it to have like, like if you can do things that aren't uh, currently feasible or possible just on Zillow's website, then this actually could be super amazing. And um, yeah, so I think it's left to be seen. So that being said, uh, you know, what I mentioned a little bit earlier where um how you can integrate these tools into your product um i think it, you know it's really important there's a couple there's there's a few waves of how i'm seeing this these chatgpt and different ai's being integrated into people's products and i think these are these different waves are important and there's a third wave coming that is going to be really important so wave number 1 was gimmicky tool right so it's like I remember using um, Anchor.fm. That's what I originally was posting this podcast on. It's been purchased. I mean, I knew they had a really big stake uh, was purchased by uh, Spotify like way back in the day. And I believe they've either completely taken over the company or yeah, I believe they've completely taken over the company because Anchor.fm no longer exists. Now it's just called Spotify for podcasters. So inevitably they, I think they had a third of the company before. They probably just bought out the whole thing because all valuations are in all time low right now for, well, I don't know, you know, startup companies aren't what they used to be valued at in like 2001, it's kind of the high. So in any case, um, uh, I remember seeing on Anchor.fm, they had this like thing when you were like naming your podcast, it was like user podcast name generator, and it was like, uh, like a whole website for like the smallest thing, I felt like, (laughs) like you're like, okay, generate me a name, and it was like the super epic AI sit down, and I don't know, just like a bunch of different like random names. Um, I didn't feel like any of them were super useful. It was more like a fun little whimsical tool that they built. Did it really help me in my life that much? Like, not really. Like, maybe it would have saved me a little bit of time. But I think that was the first wave. The first wave was kind of like these one-off tools, maybe like features, right? Like, people had a little feature that they integrated. Honestly, even Upwork, like their description writer, that's kind of just like a feature um, because it's not a super integrated part, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more elaborate than just, like, I don't know, a one-liner, like, podcast generator, business name generator. Like, you know, there's some really simple things. So that was kind of the first phase. The second – so that's something, you know, I think everyone should. It's really easy to just get an API and get, like – honestly, you can just go on Upwork and, like, hire a developer to go make you, like, a subdomain on your website, whatever your product is, and build you one of those tools for, like, super cheap – and uh, you can market it, put it on your website, whatever, charge people for, it, or just do it for free as the lead generation. And that that's like the no-brainer. That was like, you know, like a couple months ago what you would do. Okay, Then the next level was what Salesforce is doing, like really kind of deep product integrations where you have some sort of your own data set or some sort of your own content and you're really integrating it. even Zillow, where they have their own data set of all these houses, right, and a database of all these houses, and now they're using, kind of ChatGPT to better search and query that data or to be like Salesforce and better create um, content around that. So if you're trying to integrate ChatGPT into your business, you know, you should be looking at or your product or your career looking at what are the outputs I generate for Zillow that's housing results, for Salesforce that's emails, for Upwork that's job listings, for anchor.fm uh, or for riverside i recently saw has also a podcast name generator riverside is a website for recording podcasts right they're, they're creating podcasts so for whatever whatever business you have whatever output you're generating like how can you generate that with ai um, i have a meditation app and i am looking at using ai voices integrating them with eleven labs so that you could have you could pick like I don't know, hundred voices, and have um, you could write your own meditation scripts, and have any of those voices read it to you, right? So like that's you know um, that's using it integrated into your own product, and uh, that that was kind of that's kind of the next phase. That's what everyone's doing, and I think people have a little bit of time on this, right? Like Salesforce and Zillow, and all these guys are having these big rollouts, saying, "Look at this cool new thing we've integrated with our stuff." Okay. That was step, that was wave two. That's kind of what's happening now. I give you six months, maybe. Like maybe, yeah, you have a solid six months. If you do something like that, you can get some traction. It's pretty cool. But the third wave that is inevitably going to come um, that I believe is critical, like none of this AI stuff, like an API to open AI, anyone can do it. What's to stop me from, uh, like I I could build exactly Salesforce's Einstein GPT it's a bunch of prompt engineering. If I had a, if I had a CRM and um, my customers had all like the same data in there, like everyone else, like there's, Einstein GPT has nothing special that I couldn't just do with a prompt and a direct API to Chat GPT. They literally said that it's just we're integrated with Chat, OpenAI's Chat GPT. Blah blah blah. Okay, so you're just an API and a prompt engineer. Like you you figured out a prompt to do something cool. Like anyone can do that. So. What's the problem with anyone can do that? Low barrier uh, to competition. Um, There's not really a moat. Anyone can do it. So inevitably, there's going to be a third wave. And I think this is what's really important. And that is you have to freaking harness your data and build something custom. So if you have a chat bot for some specific thing on your website, um, right? Like let's say you're a... Football coach trainer app right, and uh, football players can go on your app and they can talk about what, you know their game and what they did and blah 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 and it gives them like advice and helps give them you know become a better football player. Like let's just say that's your thing. What I would do if I were you is save all of your conversations and train an AI model off of them um, to be a better football coach or go try to license some data. Uh, because and uh, train an AI model off of that, like, essentially, or get your own data that you have from all of like, let's say you, um, you have like a whole bunch of coaches that you've been uh, doing one on one meetings with football players for the last like three years, that's been your business. And but you have all of the meetings recorded and saved to a database, I would get all of those transcribed. And I would get all of those put to text, and train an AI model off of all of those conversations. That's your own data that you own. You paid someone to create it. You own the rights to it. License something or, you know, your own data that you own and train something custom off of it. That's going to be the third way. That's going to be what inevitably has to happen. Um, And hopefully, if you're more specialized and customized and using your own data that no one else has and it's exclusive, you can build something that no one else can easily like steal or replicate, uh, immediately. And I think that's the third, that's like the third level, the third wave of these AI innovations and incorporating AI into your business. You've got to figure out what your own data is. Even if you're not doing that right now, I would start looking at it um, and start figuring out how you are going to train your own AI to generate content, generate things for you based off of your own data. Data is king now. Um, and You can even license that data. There's a lot of different things you can do with that data, but essentially you could probably train a model and host it on something like Hugging Faces and Charge People Royalty to use your model. But in any case, you have to figure out your own data and generating something custom in-house that no one has. These APIs to chat GPT and OpenAI are going to be so flooded, like nothing is going to be special about those in the very near future. And so you seriously need to figure out what you're doing um, with your own data. That's what I think is the next phase. So thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, rate it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I would love to hear from you in our Facebook community. Make sure to join that link in the comment. Um, also we have a weekly newsletter about everything AI. If you want to stay up to date on everything that is happening in the AI space, make sure to subscribe link in the comment. It has been great. And as always, I will see you next time.